Hey everyone, I'm Alex, and it's time for us to be better. Am I doing all I can to get it right? All of the things that keep me up awake, up awake at night. Hey everyone, thank you for tuning in and welcome to the show. Uh, going to start off a little differently this week. You can follow along with us or follow along with the podcast on both Facebook and Instagram at It's Time to Be Better. There you can follow along as I post pictures and videos tracking the goals for the week. And it's also where you can reach out to me with your questions, comments, concerns, whatever. If you have a uh, story you want to share or something you'd like advice on, hashtag fucking send it. Check out the podcast pages and let's work together to build a community of like-minded individuals who uh, want to help each other be better and sorry, true potential of humanity. So, yeah, welcome to the show. Uh, so, scheduling conflicts, I'm going to be doing this one alone, um, but we're going to start with the check-in. Same thing we did last week, and like I said, I'm going to keep it going every week. So, for those of you that didn't listen to episode one for some reason, what the check-in is, is it's just you taking a mental snapshot, screenshot, whatever you want to call it, of how you're doing. And spent a lot of time trying to dial in to figure out what the key to happiness was. And I came down to the three, I guess, aspects we'll call it mental, physical, and emotional. Now, big thing with this check-in, and I advise that all of you do so, is don't judge yourself. It's purely a acknowledgement of where you're currently sitting. Um, and that can change. So like, had you asked me two days ago at noon, what my check-in was, is going to be different than what it currently is. But I'm going to start off with mental. So mentally, I'm at about a six. Uh, been dealing with some stuff and it's been frustrating. So yeah, about a six in, like I said, don't judge yourself. Don't uh, think too much into it. Just acknowledge where you're at. Physically, been doing. I'm doing okay. Uh, my shoulders bugging me a little bit, but it's probably because I pushed myself a little too hard this week, as far as working out and physical therapy and all of that. So I'm gonna say that that's at about a seven-ish. Uh, spiritually, I'm gonna go with the same. I'm going to say that that's at about a seven. Podcast is continuing on. I'm taking steps to improve myself. Like I'm doing okay in that aspect. But yeah, take a second. Look at your physical, mental, and spiritual and acknowledge where you're at. That's all I'm asking you to do with the check-in. Yeah, there we go with that. So last week, uh, I set goals 
for the week, what I said that I was going to accomplish before this episode. And we're going to move into accountability for those. So just a refresher, I said that I do yoga four days. I do physical therapy slash and or working out for three days. No more than uh, no more than two drinks a day and getting and keeping my kitchen clean. So yoga slash physical therapy. Yeah, did that. We're good in that aspect. Uh, no more than two drinks a day. I'm going to be entirely honest with you. I fucking failed on that. Um, mind you that, and yes, I understand this is me justifying it, but the day that we recorded the first episode, the day that I was editing and putting it out there, I celebrated, or, eh, quote unquote. Um, and yeah, I had more than two. But I was celebrating. Like I said, I know that's justifying. I said what I said, and I didn't stick through to it, so that's on me. But short of that, I haven't had a drink since then. Uh, getting and keeping my kitchen clean? Kinda. I got it clean, and then I made food, and then it was a mess, and it stayed a mess for a minute, and I need to clean it again. So it's, I'm going to say that's a no-go as well. Uh, but one thing I would like to point out is the reason that we set goals, and for your knowledge, that's entirely what this episode's going to be about, is goal-setting. But the reason that we set goals is to try to push ourselves, or there, try to push ourselves. Um, I got my kitchen clean. I was happy with that. Keeping it clean is the part of that that I failed on. And, yeah. Oh, look at this route. My dad's coming over, so my house will be top to bottom because just how I roll. I don't know about you guys, but like, I slack on cleaning, slack on cleaning. Like when I know that it's just going to be me at my house, I don't, I'm messy, but it's an organized mess. And I'm very much in very big difference between messy and dirty. I'm messy. Uh, but like I said, my dad's coming over tomorrow, which means that my house will be cleaned from up to bottom before it gets here, just, I don't know why, but that sparks, we'll call it anxiety, it's not quite the right term for that, but having people over kind of sparks that anxiety of super clean, of like, ah, let's do it from top to bottom, we gotta have the house clean, it can't look like we live here, don't know why, but that's the case, so, anywho, yeah, that's how I did, uh, failed two out of three, of the goals that I set for last week. Not by much, but spirit of complete honesty, failed two out of three. So with that, let's uh, move on to the next segment.
And this is a segment called How Do I? And I already mentioned this, that the main overview, the main purpose of this episode is setting. Um, and last week we talked about the feeling of being lost. Uh, something that I struggle with, something that Dallas struggles with. And I want to speak a little bit more on that just for a moment. Um, my mom, oh, I was on the phone with my mom recently having a conversation with her and she was telling me a story about a veteran that was at her gym. And I'm not going to share that story because it's not mine to share, but it got me thinking and for a moment, I would like to speak to my fellow military members and veterans out there for a second on feeling of being. Specifically when it comes to transitioning back into the civilian. And the reason for that, like, for those of you that don't know, and I'm assuming that aware of it, but never really thought about it, when you're in the military, your entire life is planned out for you. You know, where you need to be, what time, what you're going to be doing when you get there, how to accomplish the objective, and what the objective is. And, like I said, it's everything is planned out. Everything is, you don't have to think in that aspect, if that makes sense. Um, but when you transfer back into civilian life, when you transition back to being a civilian, you don't have that anymore it completely falls on you and from my personal experience i know firsthand that there is a buttload of veterans that deal with this problem i've personally helped several process deal with get through manage that feeling of being lost because like i said everything's planned out for you and all of a sudden, when it's not, you're like, I can do anything. The, uh, like, it, it can be overwhelming. Like, the possibilities are endless. Do you use your GI Bill to go to school? Do you do what are you going for? Do you get a job? Do you buy a house? Where do you live if you buy a house? You can literally do whatever it is that you want to do, and it's a freedom that you haven't had or experienced for. Well, the entire time that you're in that you were in the military and i know that i personally struggled a great deal with this and still do from time to time it's it's a hard transition um and as much as the military wants to cover their ass and say that we we did everything we could to help prepare them for it in the army, it's soldier for life. Uh, bop, 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 bop. Soldier for life transition assistance program, SFL tab. And here's where I'm at with that is if those classes legitimately prepared you for that transition, I would not have had to help as many veterans as I have deal with the transition, deal with the feeling of being lost, with the, I can do anything, it's overwhelming, 
it I don't know what to do. I'm ah. this isn't a knock on the military, understand that, but it's good idea, very poor execution. There we go. That's a good way to put it. You do go through about six months of classes on here's how to write a resume and help me. How to write a uh, government resume that helped me but rest of the shit that you go through when it comes to sfl tap like it fucking useless it's understand this is my belief I'm not saying this is the case for everybody but i very much believe that it's military covering their ass so that if anything say we did everything that we could uh It's, anyway, I'll hop off that fucking pedestal, that rant. But, like I said, I know firsthand that there's a lot of people that struggle with that feeling of being lost when it comes to transitioning back to the civilian world. And I just want to put it out there that I need you all to know that you're not alone. And anybody that's listening to this that isn't a veteran, hasn't been in the military, isn't in the military, uh, but you know people that are direct them to me they're not alone they need to know that it's a difficult transition to go from having everything planned of your everyday life to fucking figure it out on your own go uh, for me that led to like I said that led to the feeling of being lost and when we brought this up last week, one of the things that I had mentioned was that goal setting was one of the biggest factors that helped me with the feeling of being lost. It helped me figure out what the next objective was and what direction I needed to point my compass. But last episode, I talked about goal setting in a like broad stroke, grand overview design, and I figured that. It'd probably be a good idea for me to break it down step by step for all of you to follow along to be able to properly goal set. And like I said, I'm going to break it down step by step and understand that this is my personal method that I have used for goal setting. And it's one that's adapted and changed. And it's been. I guess, put together over the course of several years from, like, I was in high school, here's how you goal set when I was in college, here's how you set goals when I was selling insurance, it was, here's your goals, here's how you set them. Military did the same thing of here's how to goal set. I've read countless books as far as being productive, setting goals, going after what you want, etc. Um, but yeah, don't worry. I'm going to break this down Barney style for you. I promise. But one thing that I'm going to point out is when I sketched out this episode of what I wanted to talk about and what my points were, I very much came to realize that I can't cover all of it in one episode. And I'm going to, I guess, say that 
I could. I could go over absolutely everything in an episode, but you're going to have a three-hour-long episode of here's how to set goals step-by-step, and and here's what you do next, and here's what you do next. But goal-setting in and of itself is a process that takes a second. Um, And the reason for that is in order for you to set the goals, I guess, do this process of goal-setting the way that I'd like you to, the way that I'm going to show you, is I have to change the way that you think. And on top of that, I'm trying to avoid information overload because, oh, like I said, back to the, here's how you do it. Here's the next step. Here's the next step. Here's the next step. Here's, I don't want you to have to listen to the same episode 56 times to understand what I'm trying to explain to you, what I'm trying to tell you, trying to show you. So, Yeah. Um, yeah. FYI, this is the first time I'm doing one of these alone, so bear with me while I figure out how to do that. But like I said, I gotta. All right, there we go. Got my train of thought back. Train of thought. Let me know which one that is because I, I never know if it's train or train, and. Both of them make sense in my brain, so it it never auto-corrects for me. So this, but I'm gonna break this down Barney style for you. It's uh, I will say that if you follow along with me, it will be very easy to set goals. But like I said, I gotta change the way you think in order to do so. Back to the only limits we have are the ones we place upon ourselves, and I need you to get out of the mindset that's been instilled in you of i'm not capable of this i can't do that like that's one percent of the population does that and blah 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 uh, and with that i actually pulled up so i'm a very big fan of motivational speeches motivational videos just to give me that extra like fuck yeah i got this let's go and the first motivational video that i was interested to is actually a speech that John Taffer, yes, the same John Taffer from Bar Rescue, uh, side note, uh, I don't embrace excuses, I embrace solutions, very much a saying throughout my life. But this is a speech from John Taffer that I'm assuming he gave to a college, I'm not entirely sure, but the message behind this fits very well with well in particular the eh, in particularly this episode and i guess the podcast as a whole as far as advancing yourself reaching for your true potential seeing what you're fully capable of um understand that this speech i have to like i'm citing my sources here these are not my words 100% credit goes to John Taffer in this aspect. And if you want to check out the full speech, which I highly recommend you do, uh, go on YouTube and search for, uh, what is it? I think it's one of the most motivational videos you'll ever see by John Taffer. Um, the image is 97% of people don't understand this with a picture of him. Very good speech. And 
we'll probably go into like, like I said, I'm a very big fan of motivational speeches and like I have a entire playlist that I follow on Spotify that I listen to pretty much on a daily basis just to give me that extra like, hey, let's go. Uh, but again, I want to point out that these are not my words. The speech that I'm about to say is 100% John Taffer. It's not me. Just got to cite my sources so that not copyright, whatever. I'm just repeating, I guess, his message. I guess with that, I suppose we should probably get into, uh, into the uh, speech. So I'm not here to tell you, don't do this, do that, do, don't do that, do this. I'm here to change the way you think. And if I can change the way you think, I can't help but change what you do, can I? Let me introduce you to the concept of success. Ben Franklin was a pretty smart guy, and I'm going to start off with a quote by him. If you do tomorrow what you did today, you will get tomorrow what you got today. You want to know what that means? The average American makes between 3 and 5% more each year. That's the deal. In today's economy, I'm not sure we're going to make the 3 to 4 to 5% next year as employees. So it takes you 20 years to double your income in America as an average person. That's the mediocrity that we're stuck in in life. And then you meet people who have the uncanny ability to double their income in a year, to get promoted five times in a year. The ones that beat the system, the ones that conquer it, you've all seen them, haven't you? The difference between them and the ones that don't do that is that they wake up in the morning and they think differently. They understand that if I do tomorrow what I did today, I'm going to get tomorrow what I got today. You want a better car? How about a nice house in Tahiti? Sure, would you love a nice house in the hills? We all want better things, don't we? We all want more friends, more stuff, more money, more security, more travel, more enjoyment. If you do the same thing tomorrow that you did today, you're stuck. Stuck. And it doesn't change. And it grows a little at a time. And you get a taste of success but it's never fast enough. It never excites you. And when it does, it's a good month or a good two months or a good three months, but it doesn't provide a trajectory that creates success. So the first thing I want you to think about today is that, when, or is that I want you to wake up tomorrow and do something different and understand that if you do the same damn thing, you're stuck. Just because you did it a certain way yesterday is no reason to do it that way today. I want it to hit hard. That's not what drives success. You do. Tell me that's not a good speech. Um, yeah, like I said, first one that I was ever introduced to, and it's, you can check it out on YouTube. A very good motivational speech and 
it fits in very well with the message that I'm trying to put across here of, like I said, I've already told you this, that I, in order for you to goal set the way that I want you to, I need to change the way that you think. On top of the last line of that, that's not what drives success, you do. I was having a conversation with my dad today and understand that just a little backstory here, but my dad owns a construction company. He's got a handful of employees that work underneath him. They constantly, like it's the concept of, or the same thing across the board when it comes to employees. Employees are going to think that their employers are not paying them enough and employers aren't going to pay their employees enough because, but one thing that I want to point out is if you're not making enough money, if you're not happy with the amount of money that you're making, it's not your fucking boss's fault. Not by any means. It is 100% on you. You want to make more money? It comes down to you. What you do, what your decisions are. I don't remember what book this is off the top of my head, and I apologize when I figure it out. I will cite the source, I promise. But there's a book that I read that talked about how everybody has a number above their head. And what that number is, is your value. You don't have any skills. You don't have any knowledge. Your value is minimum wage. But the more knowledge you gain, the more skills you obtain, the higher that number goes. The more value that you can add to society, more money that you will make. That's another part of this that I want to point out. If you just chase money, you're never going to catch it. But if you, I guess, chase after adding value, making yourself as valuable as you can, the money will follow on its own. You don't have to chase after it. So with that, we're going to hop back into, or hop back into, we're going to hop into, like I said, the main focus of this episode is goal setting and I'm going to break it down step by step and I'm going to give you the first step here in this and the I guess overall arching question that I had when I was trying to write this when I was trying to decide what I was going to talk about how to explain this to you guys is how do you figure out your goal how do you figure out what you want to go after why you want to go after it etc um and like, understand that my entire life I've hated reading. And that comes back to the ADHD part of I'll start reading a page, I'll get halfway through the page, you'll talk about a dragon, and I'm off on a side thought about like, oh, remember in Game of Thrones when Daenerys had those dragons and those were awesome, but then Jon Snow did this, and then I wonder what he's up to right now. Let's take a look at IMBD and see what he's up to. And I forget what I read and I have to reread the page and when I get back to dragons I'm back thought reading like actually physically sitting still and reading a book is hard for me but I found that I'm an auditory learner and back to I said it last episode where I was doing construction and had my headphones in and I'd listen to a couple audiobooks a day at two and a half times speed I can do that all day long um but yeah, actually physically sitting and reading does not work well for me. But uh, 
the first step of this and when I was digging myself away from rock bottom, this was actually the first book that I read and it's a very good book. It's called The 4-Hour Work Week by Timothy Ferris. See, remember that one. Um, and I'm going to put this out there. A, read the book. It's fantastic in several aspects. B, understand that going from zero to I'm going to work four hours and live the entire life that I want to live or the exact life I want to live. Not easy. But there's a lot of very good lessons in this book. And I suppose we could call this, there's a segment that I have that's called book club. We haven't done yet, but we'll go into book club real quick with the four hour work week. It's very good when it comes to goal setting in several aspects of kind of breaks it down. And actually the first step of this came from that book. But uh, when it came to the four hour, or I guess when it comes to the four hour work week as a whole, one big lesson that I took away from that one big thing that I learned is it's not as hard as you think it is. Like, don't get me wrong. It still takes work. Like, don't hear what I'm not saying in that aspect. I'm, if it was as easy as snapping my fingers and I'm a multimillionaire, I would have done it by now. It's not. It takes work. Um, but it shows you, like, it lays it out of, want to do this? All right, here's how you do it. Here's, you can contact this number. You can set up this here. You can go to this webpage. Here's how you take a, like, I had a thought for a fishing lure was one of my products. Like, we're going to go off on a side note. Uh, so old school, like go back to 50s, 60s, like they used to make wooden fishing lures and they were red on top, white on the bottom, and they were made out of wood. They just had two hooks like any Rapala does, but my grandpa has had one of those in his tool or tackle box forever, and he has caught more fish on that than I have spending several hundred dollars trying to find a fishing lure that worked. Um, I actually ended up buying one, like his line broke and he lost the last one he had. And I actually ended up going, finding an antique store in Texas and getting him another one because they are the best. And I had the thought of, it's just a chunk of wood that's painted with googly eyes on it and two hooks. Like, that's not that hard to make and what a lures cost for my fishermen out there. What are we talking? Seven to nine dollars a pop, low end. And material wise, we're talking realistically when it was said and done, I figured it out to be about forty-five cents a pop. And yeah, that well, that is a fucking dramatic profit margin. Like take a look at part of the reason that I'm not Part of the reason that I didn't follow the culinary path as far as making money is like restaurants operate on like a five to seven percent profit. Restaurants are very hard to make money at, and I have a very hard time working 60, 80 hours a week to be able to make 50, 60 grand a year. These are your ways to do it. But the point that I'm trying to make here with all of this is I had the idea for a fishing lure, and this book made me realize that. 
I can go from my idea, I can get it manufactured, I can get it shipped, I can get it posted to this website, and I can sell it this way, and here's how to set up all of it. Made me realize that shit's not as hard as you think it is. Um, but, and we'll leave it at that. So, the first step that I'm going to bring to your attention that I'm going to explain to you on how to do goal setting uh, straight up comes from the four hour work week and it's called dreamlining. So, I guess the best way to explain this is you're going to create three lists. And before you do that, there's a question that I want to ask you. There's a couple questions I want to ask. And it goes back to the only limitations that you have are the ones that you place upon yourself. What would you do? There was absolutely no way that you could fail. You were 10 times smarter than the rest of the world. What would you do? Now, we're going to create three lists. And in creating these lists, I want you to, well, not want you, you need to be honest with yourself. Um, put down what you truly want and don't worry about, don't concern yourself with how you're going to accomplish these. That's not the point of this step. Uh, I'm going to actually, we're going off on a side story again. I'm going to paraphrase Dave Ramsey on this one of common mindset that's instilled in people is that money is bad. Like, I don't know about you, but I grew up with money can't buy you happiness. The rich are corrupt. Money won't solve all your problems, blah, blah, blah. And it's a mindset that was instilled into me from a very early age. And although, like, I didn't realize it until I read Dave Ramsey's book, uh, I, actually, I'm going to cite my references. Give me just a second here. Bear with me while I pull up the name of this book. Um, doo -doo -doo. Total Money Makeover by Dave Ramsey. That's the one I listened to. Uh, and that's where I got this from. But yeah, it's a mindset that's instilled of money is bad and grow up thinking that. And you may not realize it, and I didn't realize it, that you're going to subconsciously sabotage yourself with that mindset. Like having the thought of money is bad, you're going to feel guilty. And I very much did. Like I felt guilty wanting to go after money, like wanting money, not wanting to struggle. I felt guilty. And it came down to that mindset of money's bad. Money can't buy you happiness. The rich are corrupt. Like you got to break that mindset. Money is not bad. What people do with money, on the other hand, and what they do to get money, that's a different story. We're not going to go into that. That's a, not the point of this podcast. That's a whole other rant where I can explain to you the economics and what we're going on, or I guess what we're going through, what we're experiencing, what's going on in today's economy, and why I think so. But I don't need my podcast getting taken down because this podcast is meant to help. But I guess the point that I wanted to make is, it's okay to want money. 
be honest with yourself on what you want in these lists. Um, and I guess, like I said, how you're going to accomplish these things is not your concern at this point. Go over how to accomplish those later on. But it's called dreamlining for reason. Um, the last thing, I guess the last part of this that I want to bring up is don't put things on your list. Don't write things down just because you think that's what other people would want to see. Don't put it down to be self-righteous or out of guilt. Like, for example, solving world hunger would be a phenomenal thing. Um, but I don't want to do it. I have, like, like I said, it's a good thing for humanity. 100%. Like, I hope somebody does do it, but it doesn't interest me. So I know that I'm not going to do it. Like, yeah. Like I said, don't put down stuff out of guilt or because you're like, oh, I should put this down because I want to be self-righteous. No. Uh, be honest with yourself. There's no judgment, no limits. Like, the goal... Uh, uh, how do I phrase this? I guess the goal of this part would be to reverse repression back to the only limits that you have are the ones you place upon yourself. I'm trying to change the way you think, I'm trying to fix your mindset. I'm trying to change your mindset of, I can't do that. I'm not capable of that and get you to start thinking, how can I? So. Let's uh, move on. Um, so your three lists, you have having, being, doing. So with these three lists, I had, well, actually I put it all, I was gonna say I had three different notebooks, I did not. I had one notebook and I wish I had three different ones because I ran out of room. And I kept having to add and it was confusing, but if you got the option to do three different notebooks or three different lists, I recommend doing so. Uh, because you're going to write down more than you think you will. Excuse me. So your first list is going to be labeled having. What do you want to have? You want a $80 million mansion on Lake Como in Italy? Write it down. You want a Ferrari? Write it down. This, your list of having is going to primarily consist of material thing. So like my list was dog, house on a lake, a bunch of property. I actually probably should have pulled up my list or taken them out and I still have them somewhere. Um, but you're having lists, like what do you want to have? I want to have X, Y, Z. And like I said, this, uh, this list will mainly consist of material items. So like my current one, or I guess off the top of my head, we'll go this route, is I want a Porsche 918. Sorry. Porsche 918. Love that car. I want the, from Too Fast, Too Furious, Paul Walker's freaking Skyline. I want that top to bottom with an ass load of horsepower. Full racing ability. I want that car. That is on my list. Uh, I do want a house in Italy on Lake Como. Not necessarily an $80 million mansion, but I'm also low maintenance, but I want a lake or house on Lake Como because it's 
gorgeous. My sister actually just took a trip there with her husband for their honeymoon and sending me pictures. And I love my sister, but I wanted to punch her in the face because I was sitting in my house and she's like, I'm sipping cappuccino overlooking this lake. And I'm, oh, yeah. Anywho, that's side story. But yeah, like I said, your first list, having. What do you want to have? Uh, moving on, your second list, list number two, is going to be being. What do you want to be? Want to be fluent in Spanish? Be a professional painter, a professional figure skater? Do you want to be in shape or be healthier? Do you want to be president? Do you want to be whatever? Um, whatever it is that you want to be goes into list two. I wish for length of podcast and content that I had more of an explanation for that, but that's what do you want to be is kind of, kind of sums that up, I guess. Um, yeah. So list one is having, what do you want to have? List two is being, what do you want to be? Uh, your third list is doing, and this one's pretty self-explanatory as well. What do you want to do? And my, I guess from my end, my personal experience, this was my longest list by far. Uh, like, I want to go back to Italy and, well, well, actually, we'll go this route. The, quite frankly, I could continue on with, I want to go to Japan. I want to go to Germany. I want to go to China. I, want to go. I could list all the fucking countries in the world and that could consist of a large chunk of my list. Like, I want to go visit everywhere. Like, I want to go back to Italy and rent a Ferrari and tour around Italy in a Ferrari. And, like, there's a fun little side note, side story, but Ferrari has a program where you can actually go and I want to say it's like five or $8,000 last I looked, and it's been a minute. But you can go to the Ferrari test track. It will teach you how to drive and race Ferraris, and then you can rent a Ferrari for a and like, I kind, of, I, I kind of, I want to go do that and then drive a Ferrari and tour around Italy for until I get bored, which I might just disappear. If this, we'll go this route. This podcast ever ends just out of the blue. I'm touring Italy in a Ferrari and not coming back. But things that you want to do, like I want to go, um, uh, let's go. I, I want to go salmon fishing in Alaska. I want to go snowboarding in Switzerland. I want to visit all the restaurants in the world and find and eat the best food that I possibly can that doesn't come from my kitchen. Yeah. Hashtag any chef that wants to go to get, eh, go against me. Let's go. I got you. As long as plating is not a part of the grading criteria. If we are going purely off the taste, I a hundred percent will go toe to toe with any chef in this. Uh, but like I said, I found that my doing list was significantly longer than anything else or else than the other two. And it's like, there was, there's so many things that I want to do and I want to experience, like I want to do and experience everything. And I'm actually going to bring up a quote by Johnny Depp of when I was younger, I was asked, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I said, everything. So he became everything, he became an actor and got to play everything like that's kind of where i'm at like i want to do 
everything. I want to experience everything that I possibly can before I leave this planet. Like, that's the point of life. Back to the first episode of reminding humans what it means to be human. Like, experience, it is hands down, in my opinion, the best thing. <clears throat> wow. Excuse me. The best thing that you can spend your money on is experience or experiences. Like, you should experience everything you possibly can before you leave this planet. There's no ifs, ands, or buts in my mind about that. And just as a little side note, like, yeah, take pictures to remember it, but know that pictures will diminish the actual experience. Like, you're never going to be able to look at a picture. Like, I've got pictures from every country I've ever been to, every trip I've ever been on, but it doesn't bring back the same feeling of actually experiencing it for the first time, being there for the first time, seeing everything. So I, I fucking warned you guys in the first episode, I have ADHD, we're going to get sidetracked, we're going to go down rabbit holes. But yeah, your doing list is going to be everything that you want to do, anything that comes to mind. So I'm just going to recap really quickly. You have three lists. Having. What do you want to have? I said material things. Being. What do you want to be? Fluent in another language. Be a professional fucking fitness trainer. Be a fish and wildlife expert. What do you want to be? Third list is doing. What do you want to do? So my advice for you guys, like I spent, I spent probably about a week working on these. Um, and anything that came to mind, I wrote it down. Anything that sparked that little bit of joy of like, oh, I want to do that. Oh, I want to have this. Oh, like that, that little like, hey, oh, um, write it down. And the reason that, like, yeah, you absolutely could do this step in five minutes. 100% you can do this, uh, this step in five minutes. But the reason that I'm going to tell you to take a week to do so, to write down literally everything that comes to your mind, is because more stuff that you add to your list, the easier it's going to be, or the easier it's going to be to see the pattern that emerges. And I'm not going to talk about that on this episode, but that pattern is going to be extremely crucial in the steps to come. Like, it's easy to say that I want, like I said earlier, the $80 million mansion on Lake Como in Italy. Easy to say that, but to actually get there is harder. And the pattern that I'm going to show you that I'm going to, like I said, next episode, I'll teach you how to recognize it and we'll use these lists next episode. Um, it's very important, and that's why I highly suggest you take, like I said, take a week. Get your three lists. Anything that comes to mind, just write it down. No judgment. Don't worry about how the fuck you're going to accomplish it. Don't worry about what it costs. Whatever it is that you want that falls into these lists. And it could be something as simple as, like, I want to learn how to blacksmith. Like, I think that'd be a fucking fun-ass hobby to have. Make my own knives, make my own swords, and actually on that, like, I want to learn sword fighting. 
I understand completely fucking useless in today's day and age when we have guns, but like, I want to learn sword fighting. I think that'd be fun as shit to learn. And there's also, and we're going to go super nerd with this. There's a fucking Star Wars class thing you can take that you can learn lightsaber, like lightsaber fighting. I very much want to do. Like I said, has no real practical use, really, unless Star Wars is like, hey, Alex, hop in and we need another Jedi. Like, no real use, but it's something I want to do. It's something I think that would be fun. It's something that, I don't know, I'd be excited to wake up and go do. So, yeah. Um, oh, I suppose, yeah, actually, you know what? I'm going to, we're going to, side note, we're going to, well, not really side note, but uh, I just remembered that, like, when I was first coming up with the, with my list, there was points that I got stuck, and they're with me. Yep, all right, pulling these straight out of the four-hour work week. Um, and let's go this route. If you get stuck, you can't really come up with things on your list. I'm going to ask, like, I'm going to put a couple questions out there for you to think about. First one being, I just deposited $100 million into your bank account. Boom. Snap my fingers. You have $100 million to your name. What does your day-to-day -day life look like? So we've all thought about, we'll go at, here we go. We've all thought about winning the lottery and like knowing, hey, not knowing, but thinking about like, what would I do if I won $500 million? I'd buy this, I'd buy this, I'd buy that. And I'm actually going to, I guess, correct thinking slightly in this of, don't get me wrong. When I think about winning the lottery, my initial thought is I'm buying the house on the lake. I'm buying the property. I'm going to buy every part of property that comes with it. I'm going to have my car. I'm going to buy this. And that's great. That all goes into your having uh, list. But what does your day-to-day -day life look like? Make you think slightly differently about having that amount of money. Like I said, I just put $100 million in your bank account. What does your day-to-day -day life look like? What are you doing? Who's in your life? What are you doing for entertainment? How are you... Like, I understand you got that money. Are you working or no? Like, I fully accept that I'm going to work until the day I die, no matter how much money I have. I can't sit around nonstop. I get bored and antsy. But, like, for me, like, I know that I'd still be doing this podcast, which is partially how I know I should be doing this podcast. I'd have my house on the lake, like I said, and uh, I have a design for the house. I already have the blueprint picked out for the house that I'm going to build on a piece of property on the lake that I want and I'm going to own and put my house on. There's a big-ass fucking kitchen in the house. There's a reason for that. Like I said, I like cooking. But like, I want to... Given that amount of money, I'd grow my own ingredients. I'd have greenhouses so that, like, we'd have peppers, we could have herbs, we can have pumpkin, we can have watermelon. I don't know why pumpkin cake. I've never cooked with pumpkin pie. I don't know why pumpkin cake. Ignore that. But growing my own ingredients, I'd have my own honey. I'd have, like, everything that I could possibly do to be self-sustaining as far as food is concerned. And this isn't a, like, prepper thing. Don't get me wrong. I'm 
semi-prepper just in the aspect of set for if it hits the fan. But like knowing that my ingredients came, like I planted this seed, I grew these green peppers, I planted this seed, I grew these cucumbers, I planted carrots, I planted potatoes, like knowing that I made it and I grew it and I tended to it. And this is what's going into my cooking, knowing every single aspect of that. Like I absolutely want that. Um, but like the other part is, is that I want, like, I want enough money to be able to, Hey, Alex, can I come over? Yeah, fucking let's go. Good. All right, dude, I got you. No worries. I got you. Fucking, here's your first class plane ticket. Get your ass up here and let's hang out for a week and make delicious food and hang out. Like, I want to be able, or I want the ability to do that with my. Um, and I guess another example along those lines is I'd like to continue my cooking channel slash videos of food I make. Now, understand those are my examples, but it's given. Taking money out of the equation of life. What does your day-to-day -day life look like? And I just told you what mine is. And that's how, like I said, how I know that I need to be doing this podcast, that I should be doing this podcast, because even given unlimited money in my bank account, I'd still be doing this podcast. $100 million in your bank account, what are you doing in your day-to-day -day life? So that's a good one. Um, if you're still stuck, still struggling, trying to figure out what you want to or what to put on your list, you're, whatever, uh, think about what excites you. So here we go. Uh, for example, like I, I don't want to wake up at three in the morning. That fucking sucks donkey dick. But if I know that I'm waking up at three in the morning to fly my happy ass to Italy, I'm all about it. Like, that excites me to wake up. Like, what excites you to get out of bed? There we go. That's a good way to put that. Think about those things. Like, things that you're happy to get out of bed for. Put those on your list. Um, I guess a handful of other questions you could ask yourself. Like, somewhere you want to go. We'll break. There we go. Let's break this down into, like, very simple questions. Where is somewhere you want to go? What's on your bucket list? I guess this is along the same lines, but what's something you've never experienced but have always wanted to? I guess, like I said, kind of, kind of along the same lines on your bucket list. But yeah, uh, something you want to learn? Do you have any skills that you want to learn? Like I said earlier, I want to learn blacksmith. I want to learn coding. Like I'm very much a, like I said, back to last episode of learning is something that helps with my mental state as far as I've been studying Tesla. I've been studying ancient, uh, ancient Egypt, Egyptians, Egyptian culture, or whatever you want to call it. Uh, learning is something that I very much enjoy doing and it helps with my mental state. But yeah, what's something you want to learn? Um, yeah, I guess there, there we go. There's a handful of good questions for you. But yeah. Three lists. What do you want to 
have? What do you want to be? What do you want to do? And spend about a week working on these. Like I said, the more that you write down, the easier it's going to be for you to find the pattern that I'll tell you about next episode. So, you know what? I'm actually going to do, like, I've, I've gotten, I guess, lackadaisical actual word, but I think it is. I don't know. Um, gotten lackadaisy on my goals and why I want them and blah, blah, blah. But I'm going to actually do this with you. I'm going to start from the beginning, start from scratch. And yeah, part of this is probably, well, not probably. Part of this is it'll help remind me the steps that go into my process for goal setting. But I need to reset my goals. And again, back to last episode, uh, it's a constantly changing and evolving thing. The more you learn about yourself, the more you how you function, the way you function, why you function, the way you function. These are going to constantly change and continue to evolve. So it's it's a good thing for me, actually, at this point that I need to, I'm going to redo my goals with you. So there's your homework for the week, everyone. Um, do your three lists. I'll do mine as well. We'll add that to my goals for next week. But do your three lists, take your time, write down everything that comes to mind. Every single thing, like don't judge yourself, don't criticize, don't write down shit that you think, well, I need to end world hunger. If you legitimately want to end world hunger, please, like, let me know, come on this podcast, and I will help you figure out how to do so. 100% behind that. But if it's not something that interests you, don't put it down. Don't put it down to be self-righteous or because you think that like, hey, this makes me look good. Let's write it down. Write down what you actually want. Don't judge yourself. Like I said, I got to change the way you think. And this is step one in reversing the repression of you're not capable. The only limits you have, ones you place upon yourself, and to quote Henry Ford, he who says he can, he who says he can't both usually right. All right, enough on that. And we're going to move on to the next segment. Good news, everyone. Don't know if I can say that. But we did this last week, and I'm going to do it again this week of just, here's a story I found that made me feel good. And our story today is McDonald's cashier pays for a man after his card was and the reason that I wanted to, like, this story stood out for me is I think people need a reminder that there's still good people left in this world. So a uh, guy named Jason went through the McDonald's drive through and posted a story to Facebook on this and about this. And I'm, yeah, like I said, reminder that there's still good people left in this world. So he went to buy, it was $8 worth of stuff, and his card was declined. And before Jason could do anything, Hayden, the employee at McDonald's, which it's McDonald's, you're making minimum wage at that point. But Hayden, the, I don't know how old he is, I wish he said this, but it doesn't, but teenager, um, whipped out his debit card to pay the bill and said, I got you, don't worry about it. That little bit there, the fact that like, 
Hayden did that. Fucking <laughs> applause. Kudos, Hayden. I'm super proud of you for that. So Jason was like, nah, I got it. It's okay. Don't worry about it. And Hayden was like, don't worry. I got you. It's no big deal. And Jason only had $4 in cash on him, gave it to Hayden, said, don't worry. I'll be back. I got this. And Hayden, like, well, actually, you know what? I'm going to say this or go with it this route. Jason opened up his bag from McDonald's and saw the $4 in there along with a note from Hayden saying, have a blessing. So it's, like I said, there's, he's probably making, what, 10 bucks an hour, give or take? And the fact that Hayden was like, hey, here's an hour of my time for you. I got you, bro. Like just that little gesture. And I'm going to go off on a side note, tangent, whatever you want to call it. But gestures like that can, like, that's how we start to change the for the better. Paying it forward. That is one thing that, like, and this is not me hashtag humble bragging or anything. I live next to a gas station, and I was there one day. This lady had a flat tire, and I was like, hey, check it out. I live just up the block. I got you. I can fill up your tire. I can patch your tire. We'll get you on the road and move. And help ended up helping her out, and she was like, hey, here, like, here's money. Here's what you're doing. Or here's money for what you did for me. I appreciate it. And I was like, hey, check it out. Don't want money. Next opportunity that you have to help somebody, that's how I want you to pay. And I'm going to put that out to all of you. Like, the next opportunity that you have to help somebody, help them. Everybody needs help. Pay it forward. So, yeah, like I said, good news, everyone. I just want to hats off to Hayden. Hats off to Jason for acknowledging Hayden. Like, kudos all around. That story made me feel good, and it reminded me that there are still good people left in this. So, yeah. All right. Moving on. I like the rule of three for this. Um, I'm going to go over my goals for the next week. And like I said, it's... It's probably if we'll go this route. If you guys have a consequence for me as far as not accomplishing the goals that I said I was going to accomplish, uh, let me know. But my goals for this week, I'm actually going to have four because I decided in the middle of this show that I was going to redo my goals with you. Um, so writing my three lists going to be one of my goals. I want to do yoga four times. I want to do physical therapy slash working out four times. And I want to meditate. Those are going to be my goals for the next week. I will let you know come next episode how I did on those. But I'm going to challenge you guys. What are your three goals for the week? Pick three things. What are you going to accomplish over the next week? You know, like, First three things that come to mind, don't, don't really think about it. Just write it down. You know exactly what you need to do. And the first three things that come to mind are probably what you should do. But yeah, yoga four times, physical therapy slash working out four times, meditation four times, work on my list. Yes, I have four this week, but I think you guys will forgive me for that. 
All right. And last but not least, I'm going to give you guys a reference for the week as far as somewhere to reach out to if you're not doing okay, if you need help. Side note, reach out to me. Very good in this department. But resource that I'm going to bring up this week is the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration. That's a mouthful. Samhshka. S-A-M-H-S-A. Uh, National Helpline is 1-800-662-HELP. 1-800-662-4357. So these guys here are not like... Last week I brought up the Veterans Crisis Line that you can call 988 and press. I believe it was um, but where the Veterans Crisis Line will, will talk to you and be like, hey, how's it going? Have a conversation. This resource is more about finding you help in your local area. Um, it's not a, they're not therapists. They're not going to have the conversation with you. Their goal is to help you find help in your area. And I've spent a lot of time Googling, trying to find different references to you that I'm willing to put out there. Um, and I know firsthand that that can be a giant pain in the ass. But yeah, if you give them a call, they will help direct you to your local area, who can help you or what problem you're going through, need help with. Don't be afraid to reach out to them. And the other thing is... You can, like, they're online at samhsa.gov. Um, you can also text 435748, help for you, uh, to get in contact with them as well. But like I said, I want to reiterate, this isn't a crisis line. This is to help you find help in your area, but still a very good resource in my opinion able to find your resources, I guess. So yeah, there you go. Reach out to the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration if you need it. If you know someone that does need it or, hey, reach out to them for somebody that you know that needs it and figure out where they can get help in your local area. That might be the step that they need to get the kick in the ass to get the help that they need. Yeah. Like I said, we are in the process. We are trying to build a community of like-minded individuals with the goal of let's all help each other and help improve humanity and get through this all together. Remember that you are not alone. I got you. I want to thank you all for tuning in. I'll catch you on the flippity-flop.